Hi. Thank you so much for being a part of Embrace the Musica. It genuinely means so much to me knowing there's someone listening on the other side. Each week, I truly hope that the episode either encourages you, inspires you, challenges you, or leaves you feeling better after than when you started the episode. Let's embrace the Musica today. Today, given the date on the calendar, it seems natural that we talk a bit about love. Now, don't run away yet if Valentine's Day turns you off. I know that a day dedicated to little heart candies that I'm secretly obsessed with, and I currently have a bag actually hidden in my desk drawer, keeping it away from my kids, (laughs) and a day when we're in a relationship that we've come to expect some sort of romantic notion like flowers, a nice dinner, a surprise, a day in which Amazon sales rocket the week prior as everyone, including myself, (laughs) especially this year, seem almost surprised at the fact that the date is here already. How is it already February 14th? And so many of us are looking for last minute gifts. This idea of love on a special day dedicated to sending cards and sharing your affection all started actually thanks to Hallmark back in 1913 when they started a campaign to get people to send more greeting cards. And it's grown quite a bit. In fact, I was reading that in 2018, people spent an average of $143 on Valentine's Day in the U.S. So it's grown quite a bit from a greeting card to all sorts of things and expectations. And I'm not against the gifts, the surprises, the affection, the reminder that has us sharing our love or stating our feelings. Intentionality is good, especially in love. In fact, it's what has me thinking a lot these days, these months, especially after a year of being essentially locked up together. My Instagram friend, Camille Cunningham, just celebrated 10 years of marriage, and they did a renewal of their vows in a beautiful Mexican cenote. The pictures are seriously magazine-worthy, And the part of her caption that I love most is how she describes marriage and love. She wrote, I don't have any marriage advice, but I do know what works for us. Every couple is different. And to say that there's a one-size-fits-all formula would disregard the individual. We don't live for each other. We don't need each other. But we choose each other every damn day. Amen. When I read that post this last week, I was like, yes, that is what marriage is. It's a choice to choose each other every damn day. We are two very different people. We don't need each other, but we are better together. And when we choose each other, it's such a fine line at times in any relationship, be it a friendship or a romantic relationship. I always feel like I know what's best or that my idea is the best idea, or that if only he would do things the way I see it, he would be so much happier. It's an ego trap in so many ways when we try to shape our lover into the mold that we think they should fill. We are not perfect, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast. We even talked about it in Spanish a few weeks ago. But we are trying. We are choosing to try and to grow. Often, When you are first in love, that honeymoon period that has us running in circles and often with butterflies in our tummies when we first meet someone, that concept that carries us through the hard times and even keeps us together when we don't understand where we're going. 
the laughter and the joy after getting out on a date night and remembering why you fell in love in the first place, love has so many ups and downs. And if you're married or in a relationship or maybe aren't right now, but you have been, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying, especially during a pandemic in which statistically it was predicted that divorce rates would surge given the increased time at home without distractions. At the beginning, there was a bit of that curve showing, though I was super surprised, actually, when I was looking at studies yesterday that show that divorce rates in many states in the U.S. actually plummeted or or are at a low. Researchers are assuming that it has to do with the fact that divorce is expensive and two households cost more than one to maintain. And during an economic crisis, it financially doesn't make sense to get a divorce and spend more money. As I say that, I understand the lack of emotion in the research. It doesn't seem fair to either party if both people are unhappy that they're staying together solely because of their economic situation. But it's interesting data that's coming out of this pandemic. And that piece about finances is so real. My close friends know that our recurring stress or arguments in our marriage are always about finances, about managing money and about saving and how we spend and all the things. We've done the Dave Ramsey training, which I recommend if you're in the same boat as we are, even as a single person or someone not in a relationship, it's great to get your finances in order as it helps kind of maintain those stress levels. And there's always something in our relationship that ends up being the Achilles heel. For us, it's money. For you, maybe it's future plans. Maybe it's employment. Maybe it's the way you raise your kids. Maybe it's the way you feel most loved. Maybe it's how you're helping in and out of the house. Maybe it's showing physical affection. Maybe it's words of affirmation and the little things. There's so many facets of every relationship and no relationship is a cookie cutter pattern that we can create and mold as we think best. It is a choice every single day. And it is a choice to be grateful for what you do have, the beautiful parts of this messy life. I know that this sounds cheesy, but seeing the good side of your spouse or their qualities you may even take for granted while complaining, even if it's an internal complaint about the things that bug you or what you wish you could change with a magic wand, there is always something good to be found. For example, Walter and I are so different. It was, in a lot of ways, the differences that first brought us together. He is spontaneous and hates planning anything. Whereas I plan years in advance and have calendars to prove it. He focuses on what is in front of him at any given moment. And I dwell on all the what-ifs of our future. He's a night owl. I'm an early bird. He constantly has song lyrics in his head, and I have a to-do list in mine. He likes to get lost in a movie, and I would rather read the book. So much of marriage is a dance. It's learning how to move with the other person. He teaches me to stress less. I teach him to save more. We have good days, bad days, and everything in between. Finding someone who makes you laugh doesn't mean it's all smiles. Yet, here we are making this work, choosing each other every single day. Even if sometimes choosing him feels like I'm clenching my jaw, wanting to tell him my way of doing things, but that isn't love. 
Love is allowing the other person to follow their dreams while you are pursuing yours. It's about finding the rhythm of what you can make together with both of your strengths, passions, and stories, weaving into one that's better than the one you could write on your own. As I posted on Instagram a few months ago in Spanish, I wrote, La vida no se trata de esperar que pasan las tormentas. Se trata de aprender cómo bailar la lluvia. Life isn't about waiting for the storms to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. This past year, in many ways, it's been raining a lot. For many of us, or all of us, the world as we knew it is now flooded or disappeared, and we're learning how to navigate th these new waters or this new reality we are all living. For couples, in our case, We've been working on making an intentional date night happen each week at home now instead of our coveted date night out to eat or dance in the past. Sometimes we dance, we grill, we order pizza, we watch This Is Us. That's like the only show that we're watching together right now. We can't do that very often because I always fall asleep whenever we try to watch something. Um, we talk without interrupting the other person and we have a rule. We are not allowed to fix the other person or the problem they are talking about. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but we are being extra intentional these days and honestly extra grateful that we have each other despite the tension that we do sometimes feel. I don't know where you find yourself on this journey, whether you're in a relationship trying to make it last, wishing things were different, if you're choosing to make it work despite the odds, or if you're on your own learning how to love yourself again. It's such a delicate line to dance because often when we are vulnerable and we choose to love someone else, we can be hurt. If our partner isn't wanting to listen to us or allow us to grow, it's discouraging, it's disheartening, and there are times that it's not worth it. I often use the metaphor of dancing when it comes to marriage, probably because we met on a dance floor and we still love our little dance parties for two on a rooftop patio. But in a dance, it does take two to tangle. And if you find yourself alone or starting over or waiting for a partner to come along, take this time to love yourself, to figure out your dreams, to take care of yourself and your heart before opening it up to someone. I know that holidays like Valentine's aren't always happy for everyone. I fully understand that. Whether you're waiting for someone to love, trying to remember how to love the person in your life, starting over when it comes to love, or just trying to love yourself, your beautiful, perfect, and vulnerable self, despite stories you've told yourself for years. Wherever you find yourself, remember we all have a choice. We have a choice in how we react to the world around us and our circumstances. We may wish things were different. For those of us with little ones at home right now, oh, how I wish they were able to go to school. And I wish things were different now that it's been nearly a year at home and schools are still closed in Mexico. But I can choose to make the most of these days to enjoy the million questions I get about the why and the how the world works from my five-year-old or the knocking on my door 20 times an hour from my three-year-old. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to wish things were different. These are normal feelings. We also have a choice in how we move forward and what to focus on, whether it be in the little day-to-day -day things or the relationships in our life. To quote Camille or Cam one more time, 
We have a choice every damn day. So happy Valentine's or Galentine's to my amigas taking the time to listen to this. To wrap up today's episode, I just want to share one quote from one of my heroes, Brene Brown. Owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on Embrace the Musica. I truly hope that there was something on this episode that encouraged you, that inspired you, that motivated you, and I would love to hear if it did. So please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, share it with your friends, invite another friend to listen, and until next time, with heart and humility, Embrace la Musica.